Got a mimer to finish. And then you can do some review and the mimer will finish you. That's the idea. Okay. So the last thing we saw, and it's obviously a, 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 it's, it's not an idea that I can exactly picture in my head and imagine. We're talking about the elevation of levels of godly reality. Okay, so what, is, what does it look like that the Yud Gemomim are elevated? Well, what do the Yud Gemomim look like in the first place? So obviously it's something we have to wrap our head around in terms of an idea, but so, but we do know, and it's important for us to know, and it has to be part of our head, three different levels of reality, etzim, the Abish to himself, the essence of God, or infinite godly reality, Caleb, that which is responsible for specific expression, specific revelation, and ultimately finitude. Okay, those are the three levels of reality that exist and there's nothing else. Nothing doesn't fit into one of those places. All of the worlds, well, they fit in those, that last level called Kalim. What makes a world a world? Lights clothed in Kalim. That's what makes the world's worlds. The worlds that we know about it, Silas, Bria, Sirasia. There are what's called Eilumis Einsef, okay, but when we talk about a world, we talk about those four worlds. And what's unique about those four, four worlds? Light clothed in vessels. Mamale that's clothed in vessels. The vessels in Elam Atzilis aren't created reality, they're God. Called ten spheres. Okay. It's a Kaddish Baruch expressing himself in, in, in finitude. Yeah, relative finitude. Okay. In gvul, in limitation. Ben, what do you want? You want some, you want this? Ah, oh, you've got that. Right? Okay. <coughs> Or infinite godly revelation. What does that look like? I don't know. How can I possibly know? Okay. So what's an example of that? Yud Gimel This level of godly light that really is transcendent of this world and isn't revealed in this world, but comes into a state of revelation in this world. Now, obviously, the state of revelation of that level of godliness is not, is not the same as the state of revelation of the level of godliness that powers this this cup now okay I understand the godliness in that cup is hidden but the result of that godly energy clothing itself in this cup is rather obvious there's a cup there okay so if I understand how reality works so then this reveals God to me on a certain level I understand it hides God to me I I get that right I live here too But, but it also I mean if I understand things on the deepest level so this reveals God to me because existence is him okay Fine. Sevev, being revealed in Elam Hazeh, was not revealed in a way that you can see in any way, shape, or form. Right? But that doesn't mean it's not revealed. We talked about this in Basi Lagani when, when the, the, the Friedrich Rebbe says an amazing line. Shazeba begilui begilui mamish. What does that mean? I mean, if Gilui, Gilui is Gilui. No, no, no. There's Gilui and there's Gilui Mamish. What's the difference? So the marshal that, that, that you know, we, we can use today, someone is revealing radio waves in this room. Right? This room is full of radio waves. True? So someone's revealing them. Who's revealing them? I don't know. 
tens of radio stations close enough to send their waves into this room. Okay. You hear them? No. Why not? Because they're not really Begilui. But they are Begilui. You can't say that... Meaning, if those radio stations were to stop, the reality in this room would be different than it is now. Am I sensitive to that difference? I'm not a radio. <laughs> so I don't, and I don't have a radio. Right? If I had the clee that would help me become sensitive to that level of reality that's in this room, it's called the radio, I could figure out how many stations are showing up in this room. Half of them would you know, be in a language I don't understand. Right? Half of them would be Arabic. Okay, fine. But there'll be all sorts of radio stations. There's, there's all sorts of, what do they call it? Radio waves? All sorts of them flying around this room. Wi-Fi in this room, I think, is pretty weak. I don't know whether you get Wi-Fi in here. But I mean, okay, so let's say there's Wi-Fi in here. So some machine is revealing Wi-Fi in here. Am I aware of it? No. How do I become aware of it? Your smartphone has these little lines that tells you whether it's there. But you have to be connected to that Wi-Fi. If you're not, no, no chance. Okay, so there's Gilui and there's Gilui. And, though, and you can't say that there's not a revelation of Wi-Fi in this room, or there's not radio waves, clearly here. There's not a revelation of radio waves. And that's not true. There's radio stations that are sending those waves to this room, so they are in a state of revelation in this room. But they're not really revealed. I can't hear them. But they're here. Okay. Now, those radio waves are a level of reality that were I to have the proper clee, I could reveal them. Save, there is no clee to bring about its revelation. So I'm never going to, it's, I'm not going to see it like I might see some other level of godly reality. If I had the right eyes, I could see the mamale, so to speak, vitalizing this cup. That's what we'll actually see. Blessed love, that's what I think Yosef even taught us that after Dabin the other day. Right? But what are we, what's going to be obvious to us after when, when Mashiach comes? Godly reality. What are we going to have to remind ourselves of? The existence of physical reality. Now, physical reality is obvious. Godly reality, we have to sit and learn to sit this in the morning to remind ourselves about. It. And Mason Mashiach will be the other way around. Godliness will be obvious, and we'll have to remind ourselves of physical reality. What everyone said as a joke, we'll have to remind ourselves that we can put the sitter on the table and it won't fall on the floor. So maybe we'll learn physics before that. Now we learn metaphysics before that, because physics is easy to us. Metaphysics, oh, I don't see that. No, we're going to see the metaphysical then. Well, the physical, is there such a thing? They're both there equally, right? In this room right now, there's physical reality and metaphysical reality. Which is real? They're both real. They're both here. Actually, interesting enough, if you had to say which is real with a capital R, you'd say the metaphysical reality, the godly reality, is more real than the physical reality, because the physical reality exists because of it, not the other way around. Okay. I only see one of them. I'm not sensitive to the other. But again, there is a level of that other that is clothed in Kalim and could theoretically come into a state of revelation. <clears throat> How do they come into a state of revelation? Well, I don't see them with my physical eyes. But I can connect to that godly energy because my soul is a kli that can connect to that because my spirit is told us, right? that your nisham is something very, very powerfully in tune with that level of reality. As a matter of fact, Yisrael means Yud Sar Kel, the Kel of the Yud Gemumidus Arachim, and your nisham are one and the same thing. So it, it resonates in there. 
how conscious am I of that res of that happening? How much work have I done? Might not be conscious at all, or I might have a certain feel something. Okay, that's just to answer questions that people have asked me. Mordechai asked me in Zal. A couple of people asked me in Zal. Because, you know, what, like, what, what does this mean? The Yudgim and Yisrachim are elevated. They're connected to a higher level of godliness than their revealed state. Now, you and I don't live where they live, so you and I don't, don't know what infinite reality looks like in a state of revelation. Okay, we say that, but there is such a state. I don't know, I just, I'm not there. So I don't know what that looks like. Fine. Like it used to be with most parts of the world with most of us. It's there, but we didn't know what it looks like. Now you want to know what it looks like? No problem. Find it in there in four seconds. Hananya, I once remember sitting in, both Hananyas, actually, sitting in uh, the banquet at Kinas Ashluchim. Moshe Katlarski got up to speak. He was introducing his brother-in-law from uh, uh, Goldman, from, from from the big shul in, in, in Rabbi Goldman in, jo- in Johannesburg. Right. So, early, early, early shaliach in South Africa. He started, he just, he, he was introducing him to speak. He was going to be the main speaker at the banquet. And the banquet in those days was small enough. It was in Olay Tower. We all fit in, you know, a small little room. And So, uh, he started to cry. He said he remembers Standing, it's his brother-in-law. Remember, standing in Kennedy Airport, the whole family is there, and they're saying goodbye to the young Goldman couple. They're going to South Africa. He said, none of us had a clue what that meant. <laughs> what did it look like? What was going to be when they got off the plane? Is it in black and white or color? Are there cars? I mean, nothing. Right? I mean, you know, I didn't mean I didn't mean black and white in terms of the political sphere. I meant in terms of just you know, just like what's there? They had they would. They, it's not like today where Shluchim go got an airplane. They go visit the place and they go you know visit three or four places. Oh, we'd like to go. They didn't. Have, the rabbi said go to South Africa. Okay, what planet is that on? They didn't have a clue where they were going. Not a clue. They knew nothing about it. They got on a plane. I don't know. I assume the plane stopped a few times on the way because in those days I can't imagine you flew directly from Kennedy to Joburg. And and they got off the plane and they went. They just took a taxi. Oh, there's taxis. Oh, they're yellow. <laughs> okay, that's familiar. Took a taxi and then are they? I don't know. Are the taxis yellow? No. Okay, so that wasn't familiar. What are they? vans. Oh, the white vans. No, are you at the airport? It's not a normal taxi. You just get in like a businessman gets in a taxi. No, no one does that? You can't do that? you got to get in your bulletproof car, huh? Okay, fine. Whatever. But they, they, so they, Whatever. Whatever they did. They didn't have a clue. Okay. But, in all fairness, they could go there. You and I haven't got a clue what Yudgim Misrachim look like. And we can't go there. I mean, like they could go to South Africa. We can't go there in Gashmias. But there's such a level of reality. And now the Rebbe's going to explain, we'll just finish the last paragraph, now the Rebbe's going to explain, okay, so w- why is it anila doidi v'doidili? We don't know anymore. If we just quickly go through the mimers, so we said anila doidi v'doidili, anila doidi is the, is the uh, aravayda in, in, 
Elul and Vededi Li is the revelation of, of God on Rosh Hashanah and Tishrei. In Tishrei. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Tishrei. Right? That's what the Alter Rebbe says. I. So then why is it part of the acronym of Elul? Since it's happening in Tishrei, Tishrei, Vededi Li. Because it's based on the Avoid of Elul. That was the, that's the beginning of the matter, right? Then the Rebbe says, aye, but there must be some expression of Vedoidi Li in Elul. And there is. And what's the expression of Vedoidi Li in Elul? No one knows what we learned? What? Yud Gimel Thank you very much. Right? That's the expression of Vedoidi of, of Li in Elul. The Yud Gimel Minas in Elul. Aye, what problem arises? Well, then that should be Vedoidi Li first. The, the revelation, and then an Eli, and then we respond. No, 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 it's only a, it's only a Messina's Kayach, it's not Ahis Arus. If none of this makes sense, then I don't know where you've been for the last two weeks. Right? Okay. So that, that, that's, and that's basically the Mimer. Now, there was all sorts of other amazing information happening in the Mimer, but that's the basic understanding of Anila Doidi Vadoidi Li. Anila Doidi is Aravoid and Elul that is powered by the doidi li, but not caused by the doidi li, therefore it still has the character of first anila doidi and only afterwards the doidi li. Then the Rebbe asks a very, very powerful question in Ois Dalit, and the whole mimer changes, and that is, why is the response of the, of the king in the field? The response of the king, the response of the king to Aravayda is supposed to be Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. That's what the Alter Rebbe said. So why in the mushal of the Alter Rebbe, the king in the field, is the king responding in Elul? Again, there's two different levels of Doidi Li. There's the Doidi Li before Aravayda. That's the Yudgumamidas Arachamim. And that's only in Asinas Kaya. And then there's the Doidi Li after Aravayda. And that's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Right? That's what we said. Okay. So that's great. That's fine. I get it. But then, when the when the when the altar brings a marshal to explain the vedoidi li that happens before Aravaida, the yud gimel in in revealed in Elul, which is the king in the field, he also includes the response of the king. Why does he ever include the response of the king? The response of the king to Aravaida is doidi li in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So why is it? What's it doing in the field in Elul? Oh, so then the rabbi explains. That with the amazing answer that the response of the king is that which helps us even more overcome the obstacles in order to get to the king because the response of the king is even before we've actually made it to the king. Because it doesn't say anybody who comes to the king, he accepts. It's anybody who wants to come to the king, he accepts. So even if we just want to do tshuva and we can't get it together, in Elul there's a greater push from the king to help us overcome those obstacles that usually get in our way. That's what the Rebbe said. Okay. And that ultimately ends up arousing in us, triggering in us our essential desire for Elokus because what was triggered by our tshuva was God's essential love for us. Right? That's Panim Sefer case. Okay. So then the Rebbe drops another bomb. He says, okay, so really... This is all just a hisarus. There's no nesinus kayach here. This is just an incredible hisarus from above. And, it's, and the Aveda and El is all based on the fact that God's revealing himself and helping us. So then why do we say it's an iladoidi? Especially, the Rebbe says, anybody who has any connection to the king, if they hear the king's in the field, what's their first response? Let's run to the field. Tell me that's a nesinus kayach. Mapito. As soon as I hear the king is in the field, I want to go see the king in the field. So what's this nesinus kayach business? This is hisarus. Neto. Okay. 
end of everything we said up until now. Threw it out. So then how is it a nila doidi vidoidi li? That's the answer we're going to get now. Now, that was based on the following information that we learned the last two days. By virtue of the Yudgim Amidus Arachim being revealed in this world, in how, however that revelation expresses itself, but that revelation arouses in you and I a desire to get closer to a Kaddish Baruch. So the Rebbe said that triggers in us an appreciation of our essential connection to a Kaddish Baruch. Who Ani really is. It reveals the true Ani. And if, I, if the true Ani is revealed, then what? Ladaidi. I just want God, because that's who I am. Okay. Someone who wants God, because I'm essentially connected to a part of Him. A little piece of godliness floating around in a body. Right? You've heard the story countless times. I'll tell it again because it seems that when I ask things that we learn countless times, it's silent in the room. So I'll say it again. Philosopher asked the Tzemach Tzedek, said to the Tzemach Tzedek, I can prove to you that God's not kol yochel, that God's not omnipotent. Right? Can't, there's something God can't do. What did he say? What can't God do? Create another God. Create another God. He can create other gods, so to speak. Yeah. But, you know, he did, so to speak. I mean, he created the puzzle. But to create another God, meaning really to create another him. You can't do that, because there's only one of him. Oh, what was the Tzemach Sedek's answer? He did. He did. It's called a Jew. What's a Jew? A Jew is a little piece of God walking around in a body. Don't bow down to yourself. Or the guy next to you. But that's the essence of a Jew. Oh, okay. So the, the revelation of the Yudgim Amitzarachim and Elul triggers in us, if we're sensitive to it all, an appreciation of our and and, and hopefully an experience of our essential connection to a Kaddish Baruch. That means the Rebbe says that the Yudgim Amitzarachim are, so to speak, enveloped and encompassed in that relationship now, meaning they've been elevated to be part of this essential reality, not simply this reality of infinite revelation. They themselves are a state of infinite revelation. But why do they exist? They exist to trigger that essential connection of the Jew to the Abishter. So they're, they become part and parcel of that level of reality. They're elevated to be part of that. That's what the Rebbe said. Okay, now, Vezehu, and this is Pshad Anila Doidi Vadoidi Li Rashi Devazel, what the Rebbe says. Chapter 8. And this is Pshad and Ali the Dadi Vadadi Li Rashitevasella. The Yeshlema. Now it's interesting. We said before, when you see Reshlemar, Yeshlemar, so so Yeshlemar means that the Rebbe is about to say something that he hasn't said before. But he says, You want to see something else? <laughs> you think that footnote 46 tells you what the source is. Oh well, it says, for another explanation of this, go look in Malukat Gimel. Is, this is Maluka Dalit. We've talked about that, but we'll talk about it again to make sure you understand it because we have a little time today because we're going to finish on time. This is Maluka Dalit. What does Maluka Dalit mean? There was a, they, they, they compared, exactly when Maluka Aleph came out, I don't know, but it was called Maimarim Malukotim. It was just called Collected Maimarim. When it came out, I'm not sure. Right? But there wasn't a base, so there was no need for Aleph. There's a collection of Maimarim. That became Malukat Aleph. When? Tavshin Mem Zayin, 1987. 1987, the Rebbe stopped saying Maimarim as often as, as he was before. 
and, uh, and, and uh, started giving out previous Maimarim that had been edited and rewritten by Rav Yol Khan. Rebbe would generally tell Rav Yol which Maimar to work on, and it would go back and forth between Rav Yol back to the Rebbe, to Rav Yol back then, and there would come out a written, edited work called a Mugadik Maimar. Muga means edited. Right? A Mugadik Maimar, an edited Maimar. Footnotes in the bottom, all sorts of things. Good. So, so those started coming out in Tavshin Mem Zayim. And then even more in Tavshin Mem Ches. So those two years were compiled at the end of Tavshin Mem Ches, which is 1988, this time of year in Tavshin Mem Ches. So they put together those Maimarim and they printed them as Maimarim Melukot. Collected Maimarim. But now it's Volume 2. The next year, Tavshin Mem Tes, Volume 3. Because the Rebbe stopped saying my mind bechlal, and every every special day and during the you know, we would get 20, 30 handouts, sheets, right? They look like that on the front, right? Chayelu. Here's the Chayelu Mimer next. This is the Rosh Chodesh Mimer that we're learning, right? You'd get a piece of paper. It would look like this on the front, and you knew, oh, oh this is the Mimer that came out now for Rosh Chodesh this year. And it would show up in shuls a week before Rosh Chodesh The Rebbe and Rav would work on the mimer and, and give it. Now, this mimer, as we saw, it was said in, in Chafav, it was said in 5726, 1966. But it was given to us to learn, edited, in 1990. Okay? So, so, uh, Tavshin Nun is volume four. Tavshin Nun Aleph is volume five. Tavshin Nun Base is volume six, and that ends with the last mimer that the Rebbe gave us, which is Atta Tetzav. Okay? So that, so the Rebbe here says, you can look in Malukat Gimel, you'll see another explanation. Used to be that I would teach this mimer in the Lubavitch Sem every year in Elul. And Rabbi, Rabbi Cohen and I both teach my mimer there. So Rabbi Cohen teaches Malukat Gimel, and I teach Malukat Dalit. And the two of us had pat answers to answer the girls because, of course, what would they all say after the first class? We're learning this mimer with Rabbi fill-in-the-blank, depending whether they were talking to me or talking to Rabbi Cohen. Right? If they're talking to Rabbi Cohen, they say, we're learning this with Rabbi Kaplan. And he would explain why, no, no, you're not. This is Muluk at Gimel, and that's Muluk at Dalla. The beginning is going to be the end, but then it's changing. It's completely different mimer. Right? And, and, and they would say to me, we're learning this with Rabbi Cohen. Said, no, it's not. That's Muluk at Gimel. This is Muluk at Dalla. Right. Okay, so the Rebbe here, interesting enough, in footnote 46, Oid Bir Bezer Re'ei Sefer Mamar Malukat Chelik Gimel. Go look for another explanation of this idea in a different mimer, but now I'm going to say this. So what's the answer? What's our question? Why is Anila Doidi before Doidi Li? It's all an arousal from above. It should be Doidi Li Vaniloi, like Pesach, right? Why is it Anila Doidi Vadoidi Li? Anila Doidi is completely and totally based on the Vadoidi Li, right? That's our question. And in terms of time, first Doidi Li, and then Anila Doidi. So how come it's Anila Doidi and Doidi Li? Deyesh Lamer, Doidi Li, the Barashi Tevis Elul, Kai, that is relevant. Be'ikar essentially alagilui the Yudgim Amidus Arachmim Shabelul. That's the Yudgim Amidus Arachmim. And again, we had two pshatim in Doidi Li, Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, or the Yud Gemomidas. No. The Rebbe says, Be'ikr, it's the Yud Gemomidas. Well, they come before Anila Doidi. 
in time and also in terms of causing the Anil Adoidi to a certain degree. Why do I go see the king? Because he's in the field. He's outside, so I go see him. So why is it Anil Adoidi Vadoidi Li? Vazesh and them are Vadoidi Li in that, which it says Vadoidi Li La Acharei Anil Adoidi after Anil Adoidi. Af, even though Shagilui the Yudgimamidisarachim Shabelul, the revelation of the Yudgimamidisarachim Shabelul, who is Hanasinus Kayach. It's a funny thing to say, service, but okay. Allah Vedid Aniladoidi comes first, and it's what gives us the power to do Aniladoidi. So it's really Doidi Li, and then because of Doidi Li Aniloi, I am to him, like the other Pasuk, which represents, which, uh, which is Shaykh to Pesach. Who, now the Rebbe says an unbelievable thing. Who, this is the answer. In the inner working of things. is you and I connecting to the Ebishter. Who is a higher level of godly reality than Midoidi Li, which is the Gilui Milamaila. What's Anila Doidi? Atmos. What's Doidi Li? Infinite revelation. What's higher? Atmos. Doidi Li triggers a revelation of Anila Doidi. So the Rebbe just said an amazing thing. We always thought, and in every other Mimer and in all the Sikhs, this is what you'll still see. Even Sikhs said after this, my Mimer said after this, that Anila Doidi Vadoidi Li is chronological. First Anila Doidi and then Vadoidi Li. This Maimon Dever says, no, not chronological at all. Chronologically, which is first? Doidi Li. No question. So why is Anila Doidi first? Because it's a higher level of godly reality. It has nothing to do with time. It has to do with levels of godliness. Anila Doidi, that's Etzim. Doidi Li, that's, so to speak, only infinite revelation. So Doidi Li comes second. That's the Rebbe's Pshad in this Maimon, which is really that's it. Because our connection to Akadosh Baruch Hu is more powerful than the revelation of this infinite godly light. Ukanal, like we said earlier, Sivvav and Siv Zayin. Shakavana, the intention. Bagilui, the The whole purpose for the fact that there is such a state of godly reality called the Yudgamamizarachim. And that that level of godly reality is revealed. At different times, in different in different situations, and in the month of Elul, he is is to is to arouse in us a desire to serve God, and that arousal triggers a, our essential connection to God. and as a result of this, so we said this already. Therefore, they're elevated to a higher state. They they become enveloped in in, in Involved in this incredible essential connection of the Jew to the Abishta. Wow. The Shnei Now the Rebbe says there's two different levels, which are really three. Because the second level is two. Ha'ilui, the elevation Shanasa that's brought about, Bagilui Milamaila, in the revelation from above, Al Yedei, as a result of Yeridosei Lamata, its descent below, Bichdei La'ara Esa Adam, in order to arouse us. Meaning, by virtue of the fact that the Yudgim and Sirachim come into a state of revelation, and the whole purpose of that state of revelation is to bring about a desire in you and I to do tshuva, 
So then by virtue of that, they're, they're elevated just by virtue of the fact that they're doing what they exist to do. But it doesn't mean it's affected us yet. That's one level of elevation. Va'ilui, and the level of revelation, uh, I'm sorry, elevation. Shanasa that's brought about in the Yud Gemim al Yedei, by virtue of his utterest tshuva da'adam b'fail. Our actual tshuva. And there's even higher elevation, because not only are the Yud Gemim fulfilling their purpose in terms of the above, they've actually brought about the result below. And that's, so that's an even higher state of elevation. And in this ability to affect us below, in that itself, there's two different levels. Ha'ilui, the elevation, shemitzad, that comes as a result, and these are the two different levels of tainug that the Ebershter experiences that we learned about. Shemitzad ha'tainug, the pleasure, the lamailo, the pleasure that the Kaddish Broker gets, so to speak. in God gets pleasure by virtue of the fact that we do things that are to his liking. What does that mean? I don't know, but it's pretty cool. He doesn't have to. He chooses to. The very fact that he chooses to have a relationship with us, so he's going to have the relationship on our level, so that means there's going to be certain things happening in his reality that we can somehow relate to. I don't know exactly what beyond infinite Tainug looks like, but the Tainug I know, I know what that is. Oh. So Kaddish Baruch experiences that so that you and I have some appreciation of the fact that when we do a mitzvah that it actually resonates in God's world. Which is amazing that he gives us such an opportunity because who are we, Bechlau? I mean, Bemet. All of time and all of space is one thought in God's life. Okay? So I'm one seven billion. That's just people. Forget about everything else. But we'll just be, we'll be people-centric. I'm one seven billionth of a certain chunk of time, let's say 120 years out of 6,000 years of one thought. Oh, I'm big. I take up a lot of space. That's just, that's just, you know, in terms of people and that's just in terms of time. What about space? How much space do I take up? Okay, so I'm about a foot long and eight inches wide. A little more up here, okay. How much space is that in terms of the space that's just in the physical universe that we know? It's pretty insignificant, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, completely and totally insignificant. If it weren't there, it would make no difference whatsoever. None. And yet, God says, what are you kidding you are absolutely the most important, amazing, incredible thing imaginable. Because everything you do affects me in the most real way. Because I choose to be affected. Not because there's any necessary reason for that, but I choose to be affected by everything that you do. I will experience incredible pleasure from your avoiding. Wow. Cool. Because without that, just a bunch of speck of dust. I mean, what's the big deal? Ben, I, I understand I take myself very seriously and I have my life and all that, but I mean, in the global picture, Ben, man, come on. Get real. No, but as a matter of fact, in actual terms, in, 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 in absolute truth, everything you do is of 
absolute utmost importance because it has an effect on the whole reason the Kodesh Baruch Hu created every level of reality that exists outside of the etzim of God. All infinite godly light, all of the metaphysical worlds, and everything in the physical world, all of this, you know, infinitely expanding universe into itself, all of every everything depends on every action that you do because you can bring about a fulfillment of the purpose of that which is a dear betach by virtue of doing what it is that you were sent here to do or you can delay that by not doing it. So you're anything but insignificant. You are the whole purpose of creation. Don't get so hung up about that because you share that with a lot of people so don't think you're so special. You are special. Everybody's special. What do you mean everybody's special? No, no, I want to be special and everybody else is dirt. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. Why? Because God don't make junk and he made us all. So we're all the same. Some of us express that amazing character more. Some of us express it less. We are all of absolutely amazing. It's beyond belief. Okay. I don't have to do anything to be that. I just am. Why? Because God created me. Okay, now what? Well, how much do I express that in, my, in what I do with my life? I can either express that incredibly amazing part of me, or I can just be busy expressing that part of me that actually, if you think about it, is completely irrelevant. <laughs> you know, this sort of physical part of me, whatever. What's that? But that, in my own life, that part's pretty powerful, right? Because it's me. So takes up a lot of space and makes a lot of noise and just, you know, drives me with sugar all the time. And, you know, when you're tired, like, all you can think about is the next time you get to go to sleep. Wait a minute, that's what life is about, going to sleep? Yeah, I know, but right now I'm really tired at all. I just can't even imagine functioning. Just when, when do I get to sleep again? Sometimes it's next week, and that's depressing. What do you mean next week? What about Shabbos? No, no, no. You're for bringing all Shabbos. Oh. Is there a holiday coming up? Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff happening before that that's pretty serious stuff. Don't sleep is not happening right now. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe in two weeks I'll get some sleep. No, no, sleep is. Oh, yeah? Would I have to get up earlier? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll go to sleep earlier. I'll skip night seder. Right, that's what you want to do the week before Rosh Hashanah. You want to stop learning. <laughs> oh, no, maybe that's not an option, huh? Well, how am I supposed to deal with this? Just get out of it. Forget about it. Just do it. And it's very easy to get stuck in our own tiredness, right? Because it's real. It's like we tire, we feel tired. What do you do? Wait until you have kids. You haven't got a clue what tired is yet. Not a clue. Because when you have kids, not only don't you sleep, but you can't. <laughs> you always have the option, and it's a big psychological advantage, to go to sleep if you really have to. You just, okay, world, forget it. Close the door, go to sleep. You don't feel well, go to sleep. And that's good. That's, that's what you should do. If you don't feel well, go to sleep. Don't, don't sit and learn all day if you don't feel well. If you really don't feel well, you really don't feel well, you're not, so go to sleep. Go to sleep. Get better and get better. Right? That's, that's good. That's what you should do. What if you have four kids under six? Good luck getting some sleep. <laughs> okay, kids, take care of yourself. I'm going to sleep for three hours. 
let's see what the place looks like. How many of them are still around when you wake up? <laughs> One of them walks in holding the arm of his little brother. Ima, Moishi's arm came off. Okay, wait, hold on. We better go put that on. Let's uh, call the ambulance. <laughs> They're pretty creative kids. Okay. So we, we, we blast along. Because we try to, we, 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 every now and then we really have to take a nap because we're really tired. I heard from someone a very amazing idea. Someone said when you, when there's some shluchim were sitting around, said when, when you lose your, your um, excitement, but there's another, motivation. When you lose your motivation in, shli, in, in shlichas, what do you do? Because that happens to everybody, right? We all have our ups and downs in life. Right? So you, you, you lose your motivation, what do you do? Some other shluchim said, I go to sleep for an hour. Because why is he not motivated, probably? He's just tired. He's just really tired. Like, he's just run down. Okay, go to sleep for an hour. Wake up. You know, have a cup of coffee or, you know, a smoothie or whatever it is that you like to do. And then get back to it. What? A biscuit. Have a biscuit. Have a scone. You know, whatever. Right? With butter. Not butter. Butter. You can't have scones with butter. Scones don't go with butter. Scones go with butter. Our English grandchildren ask their mother for butter and their father for butter. <laughs> they ask their mother if they can, if she can get their toy truck, and they ask their father if, they can, if he can get their toy lo, toy lolly lolly trolley. What, lo, what do they call it? Lori, Lori, a lorry. They ask her for pants. They ask him for trousers. They've got two different vocabularies depending on who they talk to. Mommy, I need my pants. Tati, I need my trousers. <laughs> they say it all with this ridiculous English accent, but the words, it's very interesting. They change the words. And then they talk about it, you know. Yeah, mommy says water. Tati says water. <laughs> they got it all figured out. Okay. So we'll have a scone or a biscuit, and then we'll get back to it. Get back to what? This, giving God tainug. Which is pretty cool that we can actually do that because, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to burst any bubbles, but if it weren't for that, we're not overly important. <laughs> I know we are in our own eyes, but in absolute terms, we don't take very, very much space. Okay, so, you know, just deal with it. Oh, but hold on a second. That's not exactly true. Why? Well, because God created us and gave us a job, right? Every human, not just Jews. Jews have a more central part of it, but every human. Okay, wow, cool. <laughs> And even the things that God created that are not obviously involved in that enterprise called, you know, deer, antelope, rivers, well, maybe you should have a little respect for them because God created them, and so don't throw your junk in the river. It's God's river, it's not yours. Why are you throwing your junk in it? Have a little sensitivity to what it is. Right? So Rav here in Yerushalayim, who once stood in front of his friends of mine, were learning in the base medrash. Right? In those days, people used to smoke in the base medrash. Right? So he was actually appalled. He used to go around in the morning before they showed up and he would clean the cigarette butts off the ground. So one morning he couldn't take it and he stood up and he, he, wasn't, he wasn't worried about his own cover. That wasn't his issue because that just wasn't his issue. He wasn't that kind of guy. He gave them heck. Why? What did he say to them? How do you guys have no sensitivity to holiness in any way, shape, or form that you're willing to put a cigarette butt out on the ground in Yerushalayim, Yerakadosh? What kind of people are you? 
You have no sensitivity to holiness whatsoever. You're in Yerushalayim and you're putting a cigarette on the ground and just leaving it there. You're leaving a wrapper on the ground in Yerushalayim. It's Yerushalayim. This is a place of unbelievable holiness. What are you throwing your garbage around there for? <laughs> That's what he told them. <laughs> he said, I don't get you guys. You sit and learn Torah all day and you put your cigarette butts out on the ground. Wherever. Right. Very powerful thing he said. He said this, I remember hearing this 30 plus years ago. His name was Rav Gusman. He used to be the Rashiv in 770, and then he came to uh, literature. Came, to, came here. Very interesting guy. Did they all stop then? I thought I have no clue. I have no clue. I, I think that you probably uh, have experienced the fact that knowing the truth and acting on the truth are not necessarily the same thing in our lives. It takes time to get from one state to the other. So I can't judge them any more harshly than I judge myself. But the first thing is we have to at least know the truth. And then hopefully we start to bring that into how we act, how we, how we do what we do. So what are the two things in the either? First is the, the, the revelation of the, 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 the pleasure that a Kaddish Baruch gets from our tshuva. And what's that? That's Makabal Beseva Panim Yafais. That's what we said. That, that's the pleasure the Yafais gets from our desire to do tshuva. And then, of course, there's the second level. And as a result of that, what's triggered? It's revealed afterwards. The essential pleasure that the Abishter has in the very existence of the Yid. Not what we do, but just the fact that we are. He just pushes it. He loves us. Why? I don't know. Why do you love your child? I don't know. It's just... It's in there. It's just in there. The Shodash and Neshamas, the source of the Neshamas, who lamaid them, Yeshurash, the Torah Mitzvahs. The source of the Jewish soul is higher than the source of Torah Mitzvahs. <coughs> and Gam, even, me Mitzvahs, a Tshuva. Right? We talked about the three different levels of our connection to the Ebershtim. The connection that comes about as a result of Mitzvahs, which is an amazing connection, but the most external of all three levels. Why? Well, because if I don't do the Mitzvah, I'm not connected. It's based on a particular action. Then there's a deeper level that's expressed through tshuva, right? When even if I broke the connection based on mitzvahs, I still have this deeper connection based on tshuva. The fact that I can do tshuva, I, I broke the first level, okay? But I can get my job back, so to speak. Because so my father runs the company. Right? And then the third level, which is the etzim connection, which is higher than anything. And that's panim sheikh sheikh. So there's three levels, right? The Rebbe said. <coughs> the revelation brought about in the, the elevation, I'm sorry, brought about in the Yud Gumamim Sarakim by virtue of the fact that they come into this world and fulfill their purpose. On higher elevation, by virtue of the fact that they arouse in the Jew a desire to do tshuva, and that brings about pleasure in the world of the Abishu, so they're incorporated in that pleasure. And then the highest level is that the, that, that pleasure that the Abishu gets from our tshuva triggers in the Abishu an even deeper pleasure that he gets in our very existence, right? That marshal of the mothers with their kids that we talked about, right? The cave and the tzintz. That's all happening in hell. That's what's happening around us right now. The cave and she's ererusa tshuva da'ada. The tzintz, this arousal to do tshuva in a person. Shal yada, that is a result of it. Who agilui? It is the revelation. The panim yafes, the panim seichekes. It's the revelation of first panim yafes, which is the Abishter's pleasure in our tshuva. U panim seichekes, the Abishter's pleasure in our very existence. 
Ba, this comes, al yedei hagilui, this comes as a result, this is all triggered by the revelation of v'doidi li, the gilui of the yudgam v'nisrachim shebe'elol, lochein, therefore, ha-pa'ula, the anila doidi, the effect of the anila doidi, which is ultimately the revelation of the essential connection of the Yid to the Ebishter, the Ani Hamiti, the true Ani is revealed, and that, what do I realize? That I'm just connected to Doidi, that's who I am. The effect of that on Bevedoidi Li, which is the Yid Gemizrachim, who is Shegam Hagilui Vedoidi Li, also the revelation of Vedoidi Li, which is the Yid Gemizrachim, Misala is elevated to the pleasure of Panim Yafvois and Panim Seichikis. Of the pleasure that the Ebsha gets in our in our mitzvahs, in our tshuva, and even more deeply the pleasure that the Ebsha gets in our very existence, the very fact that we are. The mushal being the pleasure a parent gets in the, in something good the child does, which triggers the parent's essential connection to the child, which transcends anything the child does. Through our deeds and our actions. Actions and deeds. Ubefrat, particularly, al yedei avedu the chedesh elul through our avedu and chedesh elul nizke bekarav we will merit soon mamish legulat sida the future redemption sheaz yamiti sinin demar panim sechkes we want to know we want to know what the well, you want to see the abister smile shoo until you meis mishiach ear to ear ukemavur become a mekemis as is explained in a number of places in Chazal but brought in chsidis beinyan the Rebbe quotes the Chassidus that brings it, <coughs> but it's based on on, on uh, Medrashim. Be'inyan a kenigia, the party. She'asi the Kaddish Baruch Lasseis Letzadikim Lasseis Lasseis Lavei. The party that the Eber is going to throw for everybody Lasseis Lavei. The, the Medrashim Veikra. She'yiru begilui. We will see in a revealed way. She'kol a milchama v'teivera. All of the battle of good and evil. She'beilam hazeh. The, the existential battle that happens in the world and then our own personal battles against, you know, trying to express Tev and finding ourselves sometimes overcome by certain powers that are the opposite of Tev. All of that, what will we understand completely and totally? We'll see in the most revealed way. It will ultimately, all of that is only <coughs> to bring about a, a state of tremendous joy and pleasure. What do we know? Then his mouth will be full, our mouths will be full of joy. The koze, all of this, because of Mamish, should happen very soon. Okay. Quite a mimer. Definitely changes El. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Certainly gives a pretty, pretty deep and sophisticated appreciation of what El is about. And it's not some lion trying to gobble us up and rip us to pieces. It's not exactly that. It's pretty astounding. Elul is the Abishta picking us up and squishing us because he just he's just pushing crazy about us. What do you do to the ones you love? Give a kiss, give a hug, give a squish. But they're cuter when they say quish. Once they say squish, so they're already past the game. Usually they say, quish. Can we give them a quish? Oh. 
does the mimer fit into the sort of whole atmosphere of judgment uh, that we know about uh, Rosh Hashanah as the day of judgment and all leading up to that? The beginning of the revelation of this is all in the Kav of Yira. It's all in the, definitely, there's no question that it's a time of judgment. But what's, what's the judgment all about? What's the Abishar judging us for? Life. What's he given you every year so far? Life. Right? What was the muscle we brought in the, the, the I had heard once in a Fabrengan, I mentioned it in the Fabrengan we had last week, that, that uh, someone once said the muscle of El is that uh, you get a phone call from the IRS that they're coming to check your taxes. Tomorrow they're coming to check all your books, the tax people. Okay, well, I better get it together. They're coming to check my books. Okay, beautiful muscle, amazing, incredible. Okay, so that was a certain, the, the, the story I heard was that this, was, this happened at a particular family event. And uh, one of the people got out, it was a rug, got up. One of the people in the family got up and said this muscle. So then his cousin got up, who was Lubavitcher, and said, wow, Misha's muscle is an amazing muscle. Beautiful, he just forgot one thing. The person they're sending from the IRS is your father. Yes, the Abish is judging us. But he wants us to win. It's not this vicious, nasty God looking to smash the living daylights. Aha! He did it, Avera! Baruch Hashem! Ah! Oh, I love that. That's why I created them. I just love smashing the hell out of them. That's not God. There is a religion that's all about that. <laughs> the cult of the virgin birth is very heavily into that, 100%. And then, you know, you, there's one way out, you know, accept him and you'll be saved from all of that. That's what they're into. Okay, I'm saying. There's unfortunately.